right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast. We do this thing every day. Happy to be with you this morning. I am looking forward to when the real football starts, though. I'll be honest. But I swear, every day I wake up and I get on Twitter or I'm looking for whatever's going on in the world of Ole Miss. I mean, there's something. There's always something. But it'll be good to wake up Friday morning and you're already previewing what's about to happen on that Saturday. You know, a big matchup, Bama or LSU or Egg Bowl, whatever. It'll be good to get back into football season. Can't wait for it. Can't wait to get there. But hope you're having a good morning wherever you guys are. Here on July the 13th. God, that's unbelievable. We're already halfway through July. I mean, we are halfway through July. Flew by. A couple of things that we're going to knock out today. I do want to look at some of these SEC early prognostications on the SEC West, get into that a little bit. Who Ole Miss is sending to SEC media days? Man, that you're talking about with media days, very little is ever said there. I mean, very little. I can remember a time when you know you, you couldn't wait for SEC media days. And I don't know, don't know what the difference is now if the world's just gotten smaller or or what it is. We have so much access to all of these people now, and you're hearing from them all the time. I don't know if it's that or or it could be the fact that nobody ever says anything of any significance anymore. Very rarely do you get the Jimbo Fisher press conference. But we don't get that very often. And if you're not getting that and you're not getting, I mean, you get so much coach speak one after another. Uh, Now, I'll tell you what you could do. You remember the year, oh my gosh, how far would we have to go back? The year where, I mean, I think the circumstances were uh, Phil Fulmer could not come to SEC media days. Maybe I think that was it because of uh, some pending litigation when Bama and Tennessee had all of that going on. I mean, that was high drama. When, when look, when, when Ole Miss was going through the NCAA stuff and uh, everybody's anxious to talk to Freeze about it. I remember that year. I remember doing radio in Jackson and, and waiting to hear what was going to be said that week, if anything. But you don't get anything of, of real significance anymore. But we did pick the three guys that Ole Miss is going to send out there. You have uh, Jacob Gonzalez is killing it with uh, the USA baseball team. We can knock a little bit of that out. Um, I did get a chance to go to the coaches convention here in, in the central Mississippi area yesterday. I'm about to head out again as soon as I wrap up this podcast and see some coaches and some friends and, and do that whole thing. And, uh, and we'll get into that. But back to the SEC media days, Lane Kiffin decided that he was going to send Sed Johnson, Nick Broker, and Jonathan Mingo. Of course, the coaches um, will be meeting for SEC media days July the 18th. So we're only five days away from this thing. It's in Atlanta. And, uh, and I mean, I guess on some level, I'm looking forward to it. I'd be interested if you guys are looking forward to it or not. 
that's just something that just doesn't necessarily do it for me like it used to. But you, you can't complain about any of the guys that that Kiffin chose to send. Um, Nick Broker had a preseason All-American nod come out this week. I like the preseason picks. Personally, I do. It's just – it's chatter. It's college football noise before we get real college football. So, I mean, hey, good, good for – that's good for me, good for you. But Broker had one of those come out this week. He'll do a good job at SEC Media Days. And, and what is that? What's a good job at SEC Media Days? Get up, represent the team, represent the university well, and basically don't say anything. I mean, that's that's really the goal here. Otherwise, you can do this. I mean, some guys will go, and, and yeah, you can make a, a name for yourself. You know, have some personality, be easy to talk to. And there's a way to do this without saying anything. You can be interesting and you can be entertaining. And for some of these guys who maybe are thinking after football, maybe this is something they want to go into. You can do all of those things and and not say anything stupid. Um, but Broker will do a good job. I'm looking forward to hearing from Jonathan Mingo. I'm anxious to see Mingo play. Maybe as much as anybody on the team this year, I'm anxious to see Jonathan Mingo on a field. If he is healthy, if he's healthy, trying to think of the yardage number, what Mingo is going to put up. If Jonathan comes into this season 100% healthy, I think you're going to see an 800-yard type of season, something along those lines. I don't think that's out of the question. I think he's capable of it. I think he was on his way to doing it last year had he not gotten hurt. You know, maybe not the 1,000, the 1,200, the 1,500-yard seasons, you know, that we we were having with uh, some of those wide receivers the last decade. But I think he'd have a solid year. 800 yards, six, seven, eight touchdowns will be a big year for, for Mingo. So pulling for him, the guy I think everybody needs to be paying attention to on either side of the football is Cedric Johnson. Everything I've heard about Ced Johnson this offseason has basically been Sam Williams clone. And that this guy is ready to step right in those shoes and just take where Sam left it and run with it. Physically, he's impressive. He has all of the the physical measurements he has all of that i think he has intangibles i think said johnson's going to have a great year but those are your three guys that are going to get to sec media days again that's july the 18th um, of next week that we'll be bringing you some of that i pulled up one sec preseason ranking here um i don't i don't know which magazine of choice that you guys use I mean, I'll look at, I, honestly, I'll look at all of them. I'll pull up Phil Steele. I'll do Athlons. I'll do Lindy's. I mean, I'll do any of them. Usually, I'm going to buy an Athlons college football preseason magazine just because that's first. They get that thing out real early. I'd rather do the one to where you can see everybody and not just focused on the SEC and have some reading material for the summer. I like I like doing that. I like pouring through those. 
Um, Feel Steel has kind of become a, a go-to magazine for, for everybody. And I'm looking through Feels here now. I'm not going to just look through the entire SEC. But to give you an idea of what he thinks of the SEC and Ole Miss in particular, from what little I've seen from I I've gotten Phil Steele before. Um, I've not gotten it this year. But some of the preview stuff that I saw he had on Ole Miss, it, it was not up to date. And I, I, I looked through this yesterday, and I cannot remember exactly what I was reading. But it was very, very old information. And look, when you're covering that many teams, I can tell you the difficulties there. Because I've done the thing before where we preview every high school football team in Mississippi. Yeah, try tracking down information on over 300 football teams. Doing it with 100 is is still incredibly difficult. You can't do it and be in-depth with everybody. But his top 40 in terms of SEC, he has Arkansas and Kentucky in here, 36 and 35, and I'm going to work backwards on this. He has Ole Miss at 30, and you're kind of seeing a theme here. He has all of these SEC teams lower than most of these other places, at least that I'm seeing. His top 25 SEC teams. He has, um, I'm scrolling through this now. He has, man, he is way so far down on the SEC. Um, And the reason I bring that up is lately, I just, I have not been on board. It's not just the rankings. It's just when I'm reading through some of the previews, it's not accurate. Uh, it's You're not going off the latest information. Alabama, number one. Then he has Georgia in here at number three. That, look, A&M at nine. So there's your three. Three SEC teams in the top nine. And then when I scroll through this thing at 11, Pittsburgh to 12, Miami. NC State, Baylor, Oklahoma, USC, UCF, Texas Longhorns, Wisconsin, Iowa, UAB, Penn State, Michigan State, Wake Forest, and Cincinnati. He has three SEC teams in his top 40 teams. Um, I tell you what, I could not to disagree with Phil Steele, who will be everywhere. I've interviewed him on the radio here in Jackson. And his publication usually does a good year. I don't remember looking at it in years prior to this one and thinking that's just not informed. I did this year. And that's just, I did. But three teams in the top 25, I could go ahead and tell Phil now, um, you're going to miss that one. And you're going to miss that one badly. This is not a bad year in the SEC. This is going to be a very good year in the SEC. I think the SEC West top to bottom this year will be as good as it has ever been. See, what some of these guys do, if it's not the brand names that are on the top, they immediately think the league is down. Why? I mean, heaven forbid if LSU and Auburn aren't sitting there two, three, or four, the league's got to be hurting, right? The division's not going to be what it was. Alabama's going to have a great team. We'll see what happens, but Texas A&M on paper is loaded with talent. You see what Lane Kiffin has done at Ole Miss, and they graduated some guys. They returned some guys, and they killed it in the portal. They brought in talent. That roster is still good. Arkansas has a really good roster. Um, I think some of my Ole Miss friends are sleeping on Arkansas. 
look, we, we barely beat them last year. And they return a lot, including their quarterback, K.J. Jefferson. Arkansas is going to be good. Uh, I think Mississippi State is still good. I don't think they improved their roster as much as some of these other teams. I know they didn't improve it as much as Ole Miss with the portal, but they didn't have as many spots open, but we'll see there. I don't think their roster is, is as good as Ole Miss's this year, but I don't think that's a bad team either. And then you have LSU and Auburn sitting there after they've had some issues the last few years, that LSU roster is still loaded. And the truth is the Auburn roster is not far behind the LSU one. Top to bottom, there is not a team in the SEC West that's just doormat bad team. Whoever finishes seventh, someone will finish seventh in this league in the SEC West this year. That is not a bad football team. We will think they'll be bad when we get to the end of the year, but somebody's got to lose. I mean, somebody has to lose. But looking at it here in the preseason, and there's no way to lose and and look good. I mean, you can't look good and lose. Somebody will finish seventh. Somebody will finish sixth, and those won't be bad football teams. So Phil has three top 25 SEC teams. He has Ole Miss checking in here um, way deep in his top 40. I'm surprised he didn't have them in the top 25. Has them at 30. And then Arkansas, and as far as SEC West teams, right behind them at 36. We'll see what happens in the West. But if I had to give my predictions right now, absolutely Alabama's one. Absolutely, for me, Texas A&M's number two. I still think Ole Miss is going to be that third team, but I don't think there's going to be much difference in 3-4. You could take Ole Miss and Arkansas 3-4, and four, in my opinion, and you could do whatever you want to with them, flip-flop them. And then after you get by those two teams at the third and fourth spots, I think preseason you put state fifth, but it's going to be a dogfight for all of those three, four, five teams to keep LSU and Auburn buried six and seven. It will not be easy to get that done. But if I did the preseason, I would have state five. I think I'd have LSU six. I'd have Auburn seven. But is anybody going to be surprised if LSU and Auburn right out of the gate look significantly better than the preseason prognostications have them. Now, I won't. I I certainly won't. Okay, look, that's your SEC picks. At least that's how I'm going to do my SEC West. We'll do SEC East stuff tomorrow, and we'll see what breaks in recruiting. Um, I I broke down Mississippi recruiting yesterday, and on Monday we went through the roster. I want to do some more team stuff tomorrow. I'll look at uh, position by position by position. I think I want to start with some defensive line stuff, just what I'm hearing there. I gave you a little on Sed Johnson. Man, everything on Sed Johnson has been glowing. Everything on Sed Johnson has been a glowing report. But we'll probably break that down some tomorrow. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Don't work too hard here on a Wednesday hump day edition of the podcast. As always, I'm Chris Brooks. You're listening to the Rebels 247 podcast. On the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.